welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We're excited to talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, welcome to your Proverbs podcast. Clark and I are here talking about Proverbs chapter 8. Super excited about it because it's just really good common sense knowledge. Again, um, talking about wisdom today. And Clark's actually got some really good stuff on uh, church history. So mm. buckle up. Stay ready awake. To, ready to say church history class? Here we go. It's going to be really, really fun, you guys. But it will. Okay, let's jump in. Okay. Um, right away, we're talking about wisdom. I'll read the first, what do you think, Clark, five verses? Let's go with the first five. Let's do the first five. Let's do the first five. <laughs> Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way where the paths meet, she takes her stand beside the gate leading into the city. At the entrance, she cries aloud, to you, O people, I call out, I raise my voice to all mankind. You are, you who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. Mm. <laughs> One of the things that the Proverbs do, and we'll do a, even in the next chapter we read tomorrow, is the availability of wisdom. And why I like right. this is because what, what you're going to read tomorrow is also folly is available to you as well. But when it comes to yeah. God and his infinite wisdom and this relationship he invites you into is that he's available. Right. Sometimes people think mm-hmm. God is like this far off distant God, or he spun the earth in motions like thumbs up. Good mm-hmm. luck, everybody. I'll catch up with you later. And it's like, that's not who he is. He's mm-hmm. Emmanuel. He's God with us. Jesus came in the flesh. God is here and his word is here and it's available freely to you. So um, there's no tricks. God is not playing a spiritual hide and seek. Yeah. It's like, if you call out to him, if you are willing to submit your life to him and his word, he's saying you'll be blessed. And you will grow in your relationship with him and you can be a wise person. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know who doesn't want that. If you actually sure. sit down and are honest and like evaluate, like when I've taken, you know, control of the reins and just called my own shots, how's that benefited me and those around me? Mm-hmm. It usually doesn't go well. But when I think mm-hmm. about God and keep him at the center, there's a sense of wisdom and depth that, I don't, not, that not only blesses me, but blesses those around me. Yeah. And so just want you to know, listener, that this is free. It's made available to you, but it comes in and through a relationship with God and submitting and responding to his word. Mm -hmm. And wisdom's right here, calling out, making herself available. Yes. The next five verses sound really similar. So listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My lips speak what is true, for my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To To the discerning, all of them are right. They're upright to those who have found knowledge. Choose my instruction instead of silver, rather than the choice of gold. For wisdom is more precious than mm. rubies, and nothing you desire can compare to her. So we kind of talked about this, and in, in the tone of this sounds really similar to Philippians chapter 4. Yeah. When it's like setting your mind on things, on these like specific really good things, on what is true, what is noble, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable, what is excellent, what is praiseworthy. And you see, it's... It's kind of one of those things um, at the end of this verses 10 and 11, choose my instruction instead of silver. It's kind of like, how do we make a comparison that will actually give like the right worth to like this type of wisdom? It's better than silver. It's better than gold. It's more precious than rubies. Mm. And I think that's one of those things that you mentioned, like this is available to everyone, but some people don't, they, it's not that they even don't want it, but I don't think they understand the worth. Yes. Like, I think some of the, 
language that we use here is maybe like, quote, they aren't ready for it or like their life isn't ready or they're not real willing to listen or that kind of, I think sometimes um, it might be even if I think of my own life and I'll think about people speaking into it and trying to offer me wisdom and the times where I was like, I don't want to hear this. I'm like thinking about my grandparents or times when I was just younger. And it's like, I, my mind and my heart were not in a place where I want to receive this. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I'm just gonna, you know, I think I said that earlier, like I'm going to spit in the wind and I'm going to do things like you said, yeah. oh, that aren't healthy for me or helpful for me or anyone else. And so just the picture of that, I feel like is, is, um, it offers a lot of clarity that's like, hey, just understand that this is is better than any kind of riches, mm. this kind of wisdom and understanding the things that are coming out, the things that are right in verse nine to discern all of them are right. They are upright. Those who, the, oh, sorry, upright to those who have found knowledge. So it's not only true, but it's also, um, it's also right. It's also appropriately pers- persuasive. Yeah. And so how we conduct ourselves, especially the way we speak, this is this is so crucial for right now. Yeah, I got a couple of stories come to my mind. When I was younger, I'm, I remember interacting with some families that wanted to go in on a business venture together. And the, these are all, you know, Christian people. I trusted that they love the Lord. And when things got tough within the business venture, um, decisions were made and relationships were harmed. The bridges were burnt because mm. of the love for the dollar. And what happened was one, one of these families in particular did become um, business-wise and economically successful and wealthy. However, the relationships mm-hmm. around them went down the tubes. And pretty soon, you would not bump into these people in public. Um, they're not really seen, not involved in the local church. And even within their own family unit, um, there are some really difficult things and hard things that occurred. Poor choices were made. And their family seemed to be like in shambles. And it's just so interesting for me here because I think uh, the the silver and the gold were placed above wisdom, hmm. were placed above the Lord, were placed above even just other people. And sure. over time, um, sure, they're rich and they're miserable and they missed out on it, on like what God actually had for them. Right. Like it could have been a the beautiful and a good thing. thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't. And so another example, though, now when it comes to like how we conduct ourselves and talking and thinking and Mm -hmm. acting in ways that are beautiful and good. Um, I was talking to someone recently who is looking to do like another business venture with with somebody else who's not a Christian. And at the end of the conversation, they were talking that the non-Christians were intrigued and preoccupied with uh, actually our church Emmanuel. Um, they have uh, some of their children are involved in some of the activities here. Mm-hmm. They made it clear they're not Christians, but they're intrigued. And one of the gals, mm-hmm. I was told, said kind of a passing line that was like, uh, who knows, maybe someday we'll be Christian. And I just love it because mm-hmm. she doesn't quite realize what she's even saying. But you can tell in the way they're speaking and interacting that they're curious yeah. and they've bumped into people who have represented God well. Mm-hmm. And when you think about those words like true and noble and right and pure, lovely, mm-hmm. admirable, excellent, praiseworthy, um, wise, just, these things that are listed right here in Proverbs 8 and also Philippians 4, like people want that. Yeah. Because the world is so crooked and people are out to benefit right. themselves. Always, when you bump yeah. into someone who is genuinely kind and genuinely wise, mm-hmm. and they choose the Lord and his wisdom, and they even put other people ahead of gold, silver, and rubies. Mm-hmm. I know the last time, you know, you had a ruby offered to you, but it's like, <laughs> I, I got to put what's most important first, 
and trust that the Holy Spirit is is going to be at work. Yeah. Because over time, again, Father time is going to pass, and honesty and integrity will take you a long way. And that's what the the proverb kind of unpacks now in the next five verses. It mm-hmm. says, I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence, and I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight. I have power. By me, kings reign, and rulers issue decrees that are just. By me, princes govern, and nobles all who rule the earth. See, God's Mm -hmm. heart is that leaders would seek him and find the wisdom that only God can give. And when this happens, everybody underneath their reign and rule are going to benefit from it. Yeah. And so that's God's desire. And when you look in the Old Testament, especially when they were like actual kings and people in the prophetic position Mm -hmm. and priests, when they submitted to God and sought him and acted justly, nations were blessed. Mm -hmm. And anytime you had a corrupt and bad leader, it's because people were making bad and corrupt decisions. And God's essentially saying, okay, you asked for it. I've been patient. This is not what my heart wants, but you are choosing this humanity. Here you go. And so the takeaway is honesty and integrity will take you a long way. Mm -hmm. And today people are so skeptical of authority, sometimes for really good reason. But as we navigate life in exile, we trust that when we seek the Lord, and even when those who are in authority over us are making immoral and bad decisions, we can still navigate life as a Christian and seek to bless and honor God and those around us to be wise and have sound judgment, to have insight, to have power that the world doesn't have. And so some of the biblical examples I think of are Daniel and Joseph. Uh, when the kings hung a left and made terrible decisions, Pharaoh made terrible decisions, people were not worshiping God. There are these people that still respected and honored God and didn't compromise their integrity with God and were yeah. able to navigate life with people who didn't even believe in their God mm-hmm. and were able to be a blessing to them and still bring glory to God, whose name came up later in the story. And so honesty and integrity, they're going to take you a long way. Don't compromise today for acceptance or a quick dollar. Trust that God's going to use you and your values Mm -hmm. um, to bring glory to his name. Because what happens next, Bobby, you want to read verses like 17 through 21? Yes. It talks about how God loves like people and wisdom. Let's do it. I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold, yet... What I yield surpasses choice silver. I walk in the way of the righteous along the paths of justice, bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me and make their treasures full. So we're understanding that wisdom is a giver. Wisdom is not a taker. That this isn't prosperity gospel stuff. This is just understanding that wisdom, with wisdom, come understanding that is like riches that maybe we'll have honor or wealth or prosperity because like common sense says everything that we've talked about in the proverbs up to this when we submit these things to god when we submit all that we are um like on the financial side of things in our within our household within all of our body our spirit ourself that 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 is what the lord uses then in his kingdom investment so it's it's one of those things that wisdom um, we understand that wisdom is over wealth, but that wisdom actually becomes a wealth yes. in itself. <laughs> and so it's kind of it's kind of an abstract thought. 
it's kind of when we talk about when we did the year of blessing and it was like, Hey, guess what? God can bless you. God Mm -hmm. can bless you. God can bless you in all these different ways. He can send rain. You can, you can yield crops. You can have health a hundred percent. But the biggest blessing of all those things is the presence of God. It's God himself. Yeah. And so it is with wisdom. It's with wisdom. We can make common sense, good, good choices. Amen. We can definitely do that. We can steward things well. But really, wisdom itself is the gift. Yeah. When I think about this, one of my favorite books, if you're a reader, it's a pretty simple read, but it's called Xenophon's Cyrus the Great. And it goes and looks at... It sounds super simple. It really really is. It's not a hard read at all. But it's about Cyrus the Great, uh, this leader in the times from, you know, Babylon to the Medes and the Persians. Um, It talks about how his art of war and leadership really transformed the world at that time. It was so interesting, if I could just summarize it quickly, is this guy was a military tactician and just dominated people. And he would have been the minority and the underdog and still found ways to win. And so he would bring the enemies that he's captured before him and all the loot and all their animals. And he would say, okay, here's your two options. One, I'm going to kill you because you're not going to submit to us in our rule. Or you submit to us in our reign and rule, and you can be my generals, and you can become my friend. Have all this, yeah. But you're under my leadership. And so most of the time, people go, okay, I am going to choose to live. Mm-hmm. And yeah, here you go. And then what he did that was so brilliant was he took all the loot and dispersed it among his generals and his leaders and even the commoners. Mm. So he did not keep any himself, very little. And they would go, and then his army just doubled. They right. go to the next empire and they would go to war and they would fight and he'd offer them the same thing saying, yeah. hey, look, I'm going to cut your heads off today and you're going to all die and I'm going to take your stuff. Or you can join us and I will give you some of this loot and gold and I'll <laughs> let you keep your land, but you need to submit to us. And again, his army just tripled in size. And pretty soon right. this guy has a movement and even the kings are jealous of him. Hmm. But it's because of his leadership and his wisdom. He's saying, look, I'm going to take the the stuff of this world mm-hmm and give it to other people who are going to then give me their heart and their loyalty. Mm-hmm. So not necessarily a Christian, but when it comes to leadership and being a leader in, in wise, this guy was a genius. And so what you see is that like he, he had the long-term vision in mind. He had wisdom. The guy actually did have integrity. He honored his word to all these people. And that's sure. you know kind of what it came to. And so now the focus in this proverb it turns back to the Lord, to Yahweh who is infinitely wise. And so Mm. in the next couple of verses, it talks about how God as wisdom was there before anything else. And then Mm -hmm. verses 27 through 31, it talks about how wisdom was present when the orders of creation were set in place. Mm -hmm. And then it concludes verses 32 through 36 saying, wisdom is now the one to whom we must listen. And so this is really important. I want to talk about this because this verse was debated in church history and it was very influential in Which many one? ways. Verses 22 and 23. Yes. You want to read those two verses for us real quick? Yeah. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was formed long ages ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. So what people mm. thought about is like this This chapter specifically in Proverbs seems to be pointing to Jesus. And so the question that was asked is, is the woman of wisdom in Proverbs and the Old Testament a picture of Jesus. Mm. And so the early church fought over these verses and going, okay, right. well, there's this guy named Arius who used these specific verses and uh, and basically said that Jesus was in fact a created being. 
So the church fought against him and said, no, Jesus is not created. And they use this word begotten, meaning that Jesus is the same substance as God. Mm -hmm. He came to us as God. Mm -hmm. And then he is also fully man in the incarnation. Mm -hmm. And so while there was, in fact, the incarnation where we celebrate each December, Christmas time, Advent, Jesus has always preexisted as God. Right. And so, but this guy named Arius was trying to convince people that Jesus was created. Sure, mm-hmm. he might have come from God, but he was a created being, meaning he was less than the Father. Right. And then if you actually pull that thread, it becomes really problematic. Mm. So Arius was speaking his controversies and his heresy. There was another man named Athanasius that rose up in the 300s, and they debated. And the debate was so heated that it actually threatened the political stability of the Roman Empire. People were fighting over this killing each other over this. It was just not good. So the Roman emperor Constantine pushed for this council of Nicaea to be created where people basically circled their chairs. They sat down and they talked about like, what do we believe the Bible says and how does this impact us today? And so the Nicene Creed came to be written. And this Mm -hmm. is a creed that we will recite from time to time at Emmanuel. And part of the creed when it comes to Jesus is this, Jesus is eternally begotten of the father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, one in being with the Father. Mm-hmm. And so what the church you know, put their stake down in saying, Jesus is God. He was not made in the sense that he did not exist before the Father thought about him, right. spoke him into being. Because when you go back to the scriptures, um, I'll give you a couple in just a moment. Mm-hmm. You can read them, Bobby, from John 1 and Colossians 1. It's important to note that, yeah, the wisdom of Proverbs does point us to Jesus. And there might be some like images and words that make you think of Christ because Christ is in his perfect holiness. For sure. Infinite wisdom. Right. He is wise, unlike anybody, anything else. And he wasn't created. Right. So read us John 1 and Colossians 1 real quick. Sure. This is John 1, chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. And then this is Colossians 1, verses 15 through 18. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things and in him, all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Mm -hmm. So when it talks about firstborn, what it's referring to here, like firstborn from among the dead, is Jesus was the first to truly die and truly resurrect and have the resurrection body that God is going to offer all of us someday. Right. And so that's how he's different than us. And also that he's God, he is sinless, he is Mm -hmm. holy, and he's already operating as that. And so just to sum this up again, when the biblical writers use the the Hebrew word Sophia, so if you know anybody named Sophia or Sophia, it means wise. This wisdom literature in Proverbs, yeah, it points to Jesus, it describes Jesus, but it's not identifying him as a woman of wisdom who was created. I think that that is important to to hold on to. So as we wrap up here, what happens now in verses 24 through 36 again, what happens is is like God is pointing out that wisdom has been forever and Mm -hmm. before like you and me listening to this. And also again, how this is offered not only to kings, 
but God's wisdom is offered to commoners. And so wisdom has been here. We need to lean in and hold on to the teachings of God. We don't worship the Proverbs. We don't worship the Psalms. We don't worship the scriptures. These are all to point us to God whom we Mm -hmm. worship. And so our prayer is that, you know, you'd meet the Lord in Proverbs 8, that this was helpful, kind of helps you make sense a little bit of what God's saying. And you would lean in and find ways to, to wisely follow God today. So thanks for joining us on this podcast. Uh, We look forward to talking to you about Proverbs 9 tomorrow. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.